This is the Anglican Perspective Podcast with Canons Phil Ashey and Mark Eldridge of the American Anglican Council. Join us for an in-depth look at building up and defending Great Commission Anglicanism throughout the world by developing faithful leaders, equipping local congregations, and always reforming the church. You can find out more about how we can help you and your churches thrive by visiting www.americananglican.org. Welcome to your Anglican Perspective. Hi, this is Canon Phil Ashey from the American Anglican Council with another episode of Anglican Perspectives, our podcast on all things Anglican, but in this recent series with a particular focus on the 2022 Lambeth Conference of Bishops, uh, and once every 10-year gathering of bishops that's meant to express the mind of the church and the teaching of the church. We've already had a number of podcasts for you uh, interviewing here at Canterbury key leaders of the Global South Fellowship of Anglicans, both archbishops and diocesans. Uh, Susie Leaf, who is a dear friend of mine, uh, leads an organization here in the UK called Anglican Futures, and I highly commend Anglican Futures to you. They have their finger on the pulse of what's going on in the Church of England and in those emerging networks and dioceses of the Anglican network in England, uh, an alternative uh, jurisdiction uh, to the Church of England for biblically faithful Anglicans. Susie um, uh, invited me to sit in on an interview she was going to have with Archbishop James Wong of the Indian Ocean. Archbishop Wong is the primate uh, of the church in the province of the Indian Ocean, which has approximately 250,000 members and includes uh, Madagascar, the Seychelles, uh, and other places in that Indian Ocean area. He is a spokesperson who, at the very first press conference of the Global South Fellowship last Friday, spoke about the need for communion discipline uh, and that they would not be taking communion uh, at the Eucharist uh, with unrepentant bishops who would not abide by Resolution 1.10-1998. In this interview, we had a wide-ranging discussion of what had happened uh, in a very confusing uh, Lambeth Conference of Bishops. And Archbishop Wong, I have to say, brought clarity out of that confusion. Um, Among other things, I think what you'll find is that in contrast to the Archbishop of Canterbury's narrative and the incessant narrative throughout all of the press conferences and briefings that everybody is walking together just fine, thank you. Archbishop Wong made it very clear that though they were gathered together, they are not walking together and that there is a serious, present, and clear division within the Anglican communion between those who believe in the authority of the scriptures and those who are interpreting the scriptures to permit practices that are contrary to the plain and canonical sense of what the scriptures actually say on things like human sexuality, marriage, and uh, leadership in the church. Uh, He also went on to say that the holy scriptures are the ultimate authority for all Anglicans in all cultures, in all contexts, 
in all of life. Uh, and really stood for a different way of looking at the scripture based on uh, a serious examination of the text itself and the words in the Bible as they are in context with the text. And talked about this from the standpoint of his own culture uh, as, uh, as a Chinese Anglican. And then thirdly, he talked about what the road looks like ahead and used the word visible differentiation. Visible differentiation from false teaching and practice as the only way forward for biblically faithful Anglicans today. Well, um, what that's going to look like uh, is going to be uh, much discussed in the days to come and hopefully in cooperation and collaboration between the Global South primates and the GAFCON primates as well. Do listen into this episode because I think it will help bring clarity out of the confusion uh, that uh, that really this uh, uh, this Lambeth Conference of Bishops is characterized by. So without any further ado, here is Archbishop Wong. I'm having uh, an interview uh, with Archbishop Wong from, uh, is it the, the Indian Ocean, from the Indian Indian Church of Indian Ocean. Indian Ocean, and, and Archbishop, can you just say a little bit about how many dioceses, what what area you, you hmm. cover, because most of our people will not know where, the, where that is. Well, the Indian Ocean is uh, Mauritius, Madagascar, and Seychelles. The Anglican Church in these three islands coming together making the Anglican Church of Indian Ocean. Okay, and any sense of how many people are, are worshipping or members of the province? Uh, I of think the province? we are about, uh, in the province, uh, over 250,000 members. Mm. So that's... This a, is growing. It's yeah. growing. Uh, lately, we had uh, 7,000 uh, newcomers in the church in Madagascar. Wow. And uh, they were baptized. And uh, so... 7,000 new 7, members? 7,000, yeah. Wow. It was mainly due to the situation of COVID. Yeah. And then the famine uh, uh, and the drought. So the church invested in drilling wells, mm. in giving them seeds, and in uh, providing food for them. Yes. So they reacted and said... Why are you helping us? Wow. Wow. And so we say, because of the love of God, and those who are bringing this help, you don't even know them. We don't know them, but they are contributing because they love you and because Jesus loves you. And many of them reacting to the testimony of the love of God chose to became to become uh, Christians what a wonderful testimony mm. uh, and that's really bringing the whole gospel to the whole person that's right not only their physical needs mm. but because you're sharing the love mm. of Christ through yourselves yeah. you're actually helping them mm. make mm. that commitment to follow Jesus yeah, yeah. and these 7,000 there were these adult adult converts mixture a, a mixture of adults and children Wow families yeah in the context when uh, they were given food, food were given to the families. 
So when they came to the Lord, it, it, they came as families. Mm. Yeah. So this is like Acts 16 with yes, that, the Philippian jailer yeah, 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 and his whole yeah, family. Yeah, the whole families. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I even went uh, two months ago. I went to be with uh, some of the people there and we had the service under a tree. Oh. Wow. Under a tree. There was no church building yet and we don't still have a church building, but the church was me meeting under a tree. So you, you're planting churches under trees? For now. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hoping wonderful. Hoping that uh, um, we are going to also to see later um, uh, church structures being built. It will take some time, but it will yeah. come. I spoke to a bishop of South Sudan today who said um, a missionary had come to his diocese many years ago and planted a tree. Mm. And he said, if this tree grows, it will symbolize the gospel growing. He said, the tree is now almost the size of this car park. Ah, 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 <laughs> and his ah, diocese ah. is growing with the yeah, word of yeah, the Lord, yeah, the yeah. word of the Lord being planted. But we have had a lot of support from Anglican aid mm. and also from uh, Really Trust. Yeah. You know, yes, really Trust. Yes, of course, of course. Well, Your Grace, I know that you are uh, on the leadership of the Global South Anglican uh, Fellowship of Anglicans, um, which released the communique yesterday mm. that said very clearly that though we are gathered together here at Lambeth, we are not walking together. And yet I have to tell you from uh, all the press conferences and briefings that I have heard today, it's been one testimony after another of people saying, ah, we are together. We are completely unified. We are working together on all these issues of climate change and energy and, and everything else. In fact, I, I talked to a bishop from Ghana who, who came by and said, the one lesson I have learned here from Archbishop Josiah is that we celebrate our differences because we learn from them and we are all mm -hmm. walking together. Um, and yet the Global South says we're not walking together. Uh, what can you say a little something about that? I think in my conference uh, last time I said we are gathered, but we are not walking together, mm. and uh, we can't walk together with people who are trying to desacralize the word of God. Mm. We can't walk together. We can't make any compromission. Um, this is why Global South is encouraging the differentiation. Mm. So um, uh, we are aware of this differentiation and uh, we are trying to keep the differentiation alive. Yes. So it is, we are grateful to the Archbishop of Canterbury for inviting all of us. Yes. We are grateful to his wife for um, uh, inviting the spouses as well. And we have come with a purpose. We are not here to only fellowship with one another. We have come so that the resolution, the Lambeth Resolution 110, should be reaffirmed. Yes. And uh, this was affirmed by the Archbishop himself. Mm -hmm. And uh, though not in the wordings that we would be happy with, yes. But uh, 
at least he confessed that it is the doctrine of the Anglican Communion. And uh, again, the wordings he used um, uh, were not the wordings we were expecting. Right. Yeah. Now, one of the things that we have heard from the very beginning uh, of this conference is the Lambeth resolutions do not have authority to bind, that, that these conference of bishops um, do not have any authority to bind the whole communion, um, and uh, that this is not a synod. And yet, up until 1998, mm. the conference of bishops seemed... Uh, to actually speak with authority about the mind of the church. Mm. And as the communique says, they were even referred to as the Lambeth Fathers. Yes. Um, how do you square what what the communion is saying today about mm. Lambeth conferences with the whole past? Mm. Just waiting for this bit to go past before you answer. Otherwise, okay. no one will hear your answer. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think... Uh, the 1998 resolution number 110 was voted by our fathers and they voted in a majority. Yes. Now, this resolution is still active today. Yes. And uh, if you look at the proposal of the Archbishop, giving us the Lambeth calls. Mm -hmm. The procedure for the Lambeth calls is we receive the Lambeth calls, we go and discuss it in our synod, in our standing committee, mm -hmm. and we report back to the Anglican Communion. What are we doing? We are validating the calls. Mm -hmm. If it is going through our synod, going to our dioceses, and then going back to the Anglican Communion Office, this is the validation of the calls. Mm -hmm. Now, 110 could have also gone, the, the proposed Global South Fellowship of Anglicans counter-proposal of uh, human dignity yes. could have been sent to all dioceses yes. to be discussed in our synod or standing committee, mm -hmm. and then sent back to the Anglican Communion Office. Right. right, right. So we could have followed the same procedures, but at the same time, um, uh, that was very sad that uh, we were not given permission mm. to share our, our call, our number of call concerning human dignity. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have followed Follow the, the same, same process. Same process. Yeah. 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 So now, essentially, what what's come out uh, is that the Archbishop has said, "Well, yes, this is the the this teaching represents the clear majority of the Anglican Communion, but there are others who are equally sincere, who have spent much time." researching the scriptures and have followed a careful process uh, of reception and therefore their view is equally valid. Um, 
how how is that possible that there can be two different views? With all due respect to the Archbishop of Canterbury, I think from the global South perspective, the Bible remains the Bible. Yes. The teachings of the Bible is the teaching for the whole church. Yes. So some people are being pained by the reality of Resolution 110. Mm -hmm. Is it not the same if you are telling a thief that uh, stealing is a sin? Yes. You love the thief, but you can't love when him when he's stealing. Yes. And the, the thief is going to be pained when you're going to tell him the thing that you are doing is wrong. Yes. So um, the same procedure applies. We are called by Lambeth 110 to pastorally care yes. for those who are mm -hmm. the homosexual, etc. We are called by God to love and for God so love the world. But if they are being pained, the Bible teaches that there will be a double-edged sword mm. who is going to cut, who is going to separate. Yes. So, is it? Uh, do we need to wait for the judgment day to see who has been the good and faithful servants, mm. or do we need um, to sort of to convince our mind that what we are doing can be also good? but it's only the cultural aspect of our lives. So we need to be very careful and cautious. It, they can be affected by our decision, but our decisions are biblical foundations, yes. salvation's sake, and uh, we need to, to remain faithful to yeah. our belief in Jesus Christ. But it's very painful. It, it is painful, It is painful it? for yeah. the communion. Yeah. And if we continue, um, we are we are we are hearing again and again that everything is fine and we're all united and we are all walking together. It's as if you've not spoken. How does that make you feel, or how does that make you? Do you I think you could have been any clearer? I think we are saddened by the decision. It is a unilateral decision for the responsible of uh, Lambeth to, to say that we are working together, but we are not working. The reality is we are not. Right. You know, and uh, either we, we can't see what is happening or we don't want to see what is happening. It seems that that unilateral decision to say that we're walking together is based on a view that one can interpret scripture on the basis of the context we live in. Mm, mm, uh, mm. And whatever whatever interpretation we come up with is equally valid. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and so if you live in the West and you're an Episcopal bishop, for instance, who's living in a place where uh, there are many gay and lesbian people, then that's how you read the Bible, and 
that's how you see Jesus, and it's all about love mm-hmm. and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it extends even to uh, to violate Lambeth 1.10. And if you if uh, if the law says in the United States that you have rights as a gay and lesbian person, then you ought also to have rights to ordination and leadership mm-hmm. in the church. Mm-hmm. So that kind of interpretation of the Bible, um, what what do you think about that? I think it's very difficult, actually, to to read the Bible with a contextualized sort of uh, situation. Um, coming from a Chinese background, mm. uh, <laughs> is it possible for me to put all the cultural aspects of my Chinese ancestries within what the Bible teaches? There are things that Chinese people would do, and there are practices that we will not do as Christians. Mm. We need to have a selection of what we can see culturally acceptable by the Bible, but there are practices that we can't. So um, uh, the same thing um, should be taken into consideration when we look at the acceptation of uh, the interpretation of the Bible according to the culture. Mm. Not everything from, from the culture can apply to the Bible. Yes. Mm. I, I was just thinking of Romans, the be transformed by the renewing of your, your mind. mind. Mm, that, that right. God's word transforms our mind mm-hmm. rather than us trans, our minds transforming God's word. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I think there is uh, Romans 1. Um, uh, we have exchanged the truth for a lie. Yes. It's not culture only, but you have exchanged the truth for a lie. Mm. And and that passage goes on and says, gosh, when that when that happens, and yeah. it corrupts our thinking and it corrupts our, our heart and yeah, our soul yeah, and yeah, we yeah, just yeah, we, yeah, we go yeah. ever further down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Archbishop, you were on the first press conference. Yes. Uh, of the Global South, you were the one that that said, here is a sign of our visible differentiation that demonstrates that we are not walking together. <coughs> and you you said, we are not going to take communion mm, mm. Uh, at the service. We can't take communion with other bishops who are not repenting of their same-sex relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and of course... The Global South bishops <clears throat> did what you said they would. Mm-hmm. They did not receive communion, and and there have been uh, Global South Eucharists. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I was privileged to go to one on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, we had two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going forward, what do you think visible differentiation from false teaching looks like for the Global South? I think going forward, Phil, it will be. I think the Global South Primate Steering Committee. Mm-hmm. would need to come together <coughs> and to decide mm. um, the way forward. Yeah. We here, we have been proposing the differentiation yeah. that we need to have the approval of the whole steering committee. Yes. You know? So we thought when we proposed the differentiation that this is the demonstration that we are not working together. Yeah, yeah. But for the future, I think it would be better to wait for the steering committee 
to come together. I think we'll be meeting in September, mm. and uh, we will see um, what will be the procedure. Yeah, mm. yeah, okay. And I don't know if you can say anything without that meeting having taken place, but from, from you personally, in England, um, obviously in Wales, the church has already made a decision to bless same-sex relationships. In Scotland, they've done the same. Uh, we are waiting for the, the end of a very long process, the LLF process, Living in Love and Faith process, and the bishops have said they will speak in February. How, apart from us praying that that doesn't happen, what would your message be for people in England? I think they need to know that the word of God is unchangeable. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The word of God teaches us what salvation is all about. But one, what pains me most is long time ago, when missionaries from England came to the mission field, mm -hmm. they came with a proper teaching of the Bible. They showed us the way to salvation in Jesus Christ alone. Mm. You know? So we receive an inheritance of the Word of God coming from the forefathers of the church in the West. And it's very painful to see now the children of these forefathers denying the teaching of their fathers mm. to the global south. Yeah. yeah. So it's very painful. And I think the church um, in the West will need to reflect on the consequences of a decision. Uh, how can we explain back home that the Bible is no longer the same? Mm. Yes. We can't. Yeah. We can't. And I was asked by one clergyman in England um, on Facebook if the global south is looking to be not geographical, but to be a connection of orthodox people, he wants to know, can he join you? Anyway, up till now, in the Global South, um, we have also some of the church in the North members. Um, our brother, Foley Beach, is the treasurer of uh, Global South Fellowship of Anglican. He's not from the South, he's from the North. And uh, so we are expecting new members also to, to, to join the, the movement, the, the fellowship. And uh, you may be aware there is a protem board um, uh, going to select all those who are applying and to decide whether they are orthodox or not. Mm. So the, the, the protem board of uh, GSFA will come together, will go through all the applications, and then will decide who are the members of the Global South and who are not the members of the Global South. Mm. Mm. And your grace, one of the things I, I know from the, the Cairo Covenant, 
which is cited in the communique of the Orthodox bishops of the global south, mm. that Anglican identity is decided on the basis of uh, common faith that's rooted and grounded in the Anglican formularies mm. that mm. are in mm. keeping with the scriptures, the 39 articles, yeah. the Book of Common Prayer, 1662, and its mm. ordinal. Mm. Um, nothing in anything that the Cairo Covenant has said, or or the Orthodox Community case says anything about the necessity of being in relationship with the See of Canterbury. Mm, mm. Uh, is, is is are are you now saying essentially that 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 Anglicanism ought to be grounded and rooted in a common shared faith? Uh, I'm I'm not sure about that, uh, Philip. But what I know, we have to be in communion with the See of Canterbury. Mm-hmm. My question would be, is it in communion with the Archbishop of Canterbury? Mm. Mm. No. So, um, uh, if we are in communion with the See of Canterbury, is it okay if we are not in communion with the Archbishop of Canterbury? That's interesting. I wonder what that would look like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm asking more the question. Be having more yeah. questions to more, more questions to yeah. address. Yeah. 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 yeah, They're going to have an interesting steering group meeting. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But up till now, JSFA is here mm-hmm. and we remain with the Anglican communion. We are not here as a, a breakover group. We are here. We love uh, Archbishop of Canterbury. We support him. We will continue to support him. Um, uh, and uh, as long as what our Bible teaches, we will be always loving. Mm-hmm. You know? So even if uh, people will laugh at us because we are biblical in our practice, others might say we are out of context, we are out of culture, mm-hmm. but we cherish the Bible as we have received and we will maintain the Bible as we have received it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Your Grace. We Welcome. appreciate you taking the time. Mm. How can we be praying for you? Ah, I think you pray for Global South, for the leadership team. I think it is important for us to, um, uh, to support those in leadership in the steering committee. Mm-hmm. It's not always a good situation to be in, mm-hmm. especially in these days. Um, uh, we are being put to the test. Yes. Especially when we talk about churches and we talk about supports in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, when we receive supports, if we are faithful to uh, the Bible, if we are not faithful to the Bible, we receive help from X, Y, and Z. Mm. And if we are faithful, we don't receive any help from X, Y, and Z. So I think, uh, I'm not mentioning any name, but Mm. I think prayers Mm. is vital to keep the unity of a steering committee. And it will be good for us to be able to maintain this unity in everything we do. We we can and will pray for you and for Mm. the unity of the Global South Steering Committee. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Your Grace. You've been listening to your Anglican Perspective with Canon Phil and Canon Mark of the American Anglican Council. 
Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it so that biblically faithful and orthodox Anglicans can stay connected to the latest news, updates, and inspirations from around the world. 